Hi, I'm Shalini. Hi, I'm Nishita. And welcome to our podcast about the book Fahrenheit 451. And our experience and what we think about the different parts in the books. Hope you can tune in and enjoy it with us. One of my experiences that relates to our theme of change is when we had to transition from middle school after finishing elementary. So the junior high is like a completely different environment than the elementary environment because everyone like usually like, you know, matures, there's like different classes and different teachers. And it's also like a bigger um, area than elementary. So that's why I, I think that change is shown in my experience since I was getting used to like a new environment than the one that I'd previously been a part of. In part two, Montag is still trying to find himself and see what he believes in. We're all, and we're also introduced to another character, Faber, who believes that people should also read books and knows that the world he lives in isn't right. But he doesn't want to do anything because he's too scared of getting caught. But now, Montag joins forces with Faber and now they both work together to t- change their society and the things they believe in. So in part two, we make a connection to Plato's cave with Fahrenheit 451 because in Plato's cave, written by the Greek philosopher Plato, it's basically a theory where in this cave there are three prisoners who are tied in such a way that they can't look behind them and only in front of them. So they see like shadows cast by the light of a fire inside of the cave. They classify these shadows at different, as different objects and people and things. But then one day, one of the prisoners gets freed from the cave, and they see the outside world. And that prisoner, it takes him a while to adjust to the outside world. But once he does adjust, he starts to realize that shadows are merely a part of an actual thing. Like your shadow is just almost like a reflection caused by sunlight, that of an actual thing. So when he realized this, this like blows his mind. He never really noticed this before. So when he comes back to the cave to share his idea with the other two prisoners who are still locked up inside the cave, the other prisoners refuse to believe his idea since they haven't been exposed to a world where shadows are just the reflection of an object. So this sort of shows how in Fahrenheit 451, Montag is slowly starting to realize that society could be different and that people are being controlled by TV, media, virtual reality and all that stuff so he's sort of like the prisoner who uh, got freed from the cave and his wife Mildred, Beatty and the rest of society are all like the prisoners who still haven't been exposed to this new reality. What are your thoughts on Snishita? That's a great way to um, really put this book especially in part two so that you guys can understand but for an example um, Mildred went Montag is trying to read the books and see, um, make connections and use, get introduced to this change that his heart had, that he like he's changing now. But Mildred, she does, she isn't open to this change. Like for example, in page sixty nine, she says, "Books aren't people. You read and I look all around, but there isn't anybody." Now, said Mildred, my family is people. They tell me things, I laugh, they laugh, and the colors. So Mildred is 
she doesn't believe in this change, and um, it's just hard for her to overcome this. Like even she can't even support her own husband, and so yeah, Shalini, what do you think? Um, how does it connect to our world, and how some people are blind to change? Yeah, I think that connects to our world because some people only, like for example, like news, we believe what we see. Because that's what's real. But sometimes you have to, that's like almost about like fact checking sometimes. Sometimes like whatever you hear on the news might not be completely true. But at the same time not completely false. So that's why it's important to like look at multiple sources. So I think that since Mildred hasn't really been exposed to books. She doesn't really know that like TV isn't everything. And I feel like she's sort of getting washed away. And the fact that she considers the people on TV as her family, more than she is connected with her own husband, sort of shows how she, along with the rest of society, is almost getting brainwashed in, like, media that's not even true and things that, you know, shouldn't really be, uh, like, you know, related with. What are, so, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Shalini. That's a way, great way to put it because Mildred hasn't been exposed to this change and she's been living under a world that seems perfect, that the government wants to make it seem perfect. And now this whole cha- idea of change is it's too scary for her and she just doesn't want to believe it in. And in the same part, we are also introduced to a new character, Faber, who... Mm, Montag had met a, a we get flashback that Montag had met this character at a park and they had a discussion so Montag wants to go back because he believes that Faber also believes in ha- making a change to the society so Montag goes and meets up with Faber and he Faber does want to change the society and have people read books and he does believe that people should have their own thoughts and he knows that the society isn't right but he's too scared of the idea of being caught. And, you know, as much as he wants that change, he doesn't want it enough to risk his life for it. And, Charlie, how do you think people um, in our world, there's people who would risk anything for change and people who, as much as they want it, they wouldn't actually try to do anything because they're scared. Why do you think people act in those two different ways i think that people act in those two different ways because some people they believe that yes change must be made but they also believe that you know your life is important like your family your friends they're all your top priority along with yourself so you know you have to like remember that if you want to like make change, you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to be loud about it. Just make small changes as well. Like you can start small. Some people decide to go all in. Some people don't decide to go on in at all. But if you want to see a change, it starts with you. Like don't wait until someone else does it. So I feel like that's where it relates to society today. Also, uh, I think there was this one page where Montag did start blaming Faber that his that their society now could be better if people like him could have spoken up. So again, that relates to the fact that even small changes are okay. It's okay if you start small, but just make that your voice is heard if you want your voice to be heard. And that's a great point you make, Shalini, because...
that's a great point you make, Shalini, because um, it's true in our world, there's many people that want to see that change, but they're terrified because they don't know how the response of society will be when they stand up for what they believe in. And we are grateful to ha- be living in a world and in a country, in a society where people are okay people have the right to stand up and speak up about what they feel is wrong but it's that's not true for montag society and i and as you said change starts small and i think that's what montag is doing like he's he took one book and he's trying to, like he's trying to read he he's trying to start the change with himself like he wants to change himself first and then one more person like faber and then now he's slowly trying to small changes have a big impact um and that is completely true as well yeah i agree going off of what you said about how we're privileged to live in a country where we can have this freedom of expression and thought let's remember that there's also some places in this world where some people do not have the freedom to speak up against the government and it can be deadly just like fahrenheit 451 so just because we haven't really been exposed to a place where we can't speak up. We haven't. We usually take those things for granted. So I think that, yeah, definitely the society in Fahrenheit 451, uh, it'll take a lot of effort to change their society. But I like that Montag's starting small. He's trying to fully influence himself before trying to influence others. And I think that with people like Faber, if there are more people around like Faber or people who also believe in the change, they can rise up and try to stop the unfairness going on in their society. Yeah, that's that's wonderfully put, Shalini, and I definitely agree with you. And another thing I wanted that, you know, that surprised me was how Beatty reacted to Montag, you know, Beatty knew this whole time that Montag had a book, and when he returned it, um, it was, was his reaction what you expected it to be? Because he was super calm, and he just threw the book. He's like, I'm glad you're just here, Montag. Was it... Is that what you expected from Beatty? Uh, I was actually a bit suspicious about that. I feel like Beatty, he's one of those people who's like really in between. His job is to follow the law, being like one of the head firemen in like his department. So he knows that he must abide by the law. But at the same time, he, uh, I feel like he also wanted to make a change once. Perhaps he was also influenced at one time, and maybe he still is trying to make a change. It's just that, um, it's just that he's like shy again. Like as you were saying before, some people don't have the courage to stand up, and because he's in a position where he must use, like, a lot of in a position where he must follow the rules or else he'll lose his job. That's why he's a bit protective and not really showing his emotions as much. What are your thoughts on this, Nishita? That's an interesting way to put it. I I didn't think of it in that way. Personally, I thought um, that, you know, BD, that author used, like, made, showed BD and demonstrated him in the way he did to increase, like, suspicion and, like, lead up to a scary moment when, like, BD, you know, maybe, um, like, at the end of part two, they end up, like the firemen go to Montag's house and I feel like you know BD being calm about it increased the tension that Montag had but you have an interesting point to make that maybe BD also because we did 
say earlier that maybe Beattie knows something about the past world and maybe he wants the world to be like that. But person, I, that's what I thought um, why, as of why Beattie reacted the way he did. Okay, so I actually have a question for you. Do you think that Montag will be able to win over uh, Mildred and finally change her opinion? Since she just seems like a really tough person to get past, since she's really been immersed into technology and TV. I think um, that's a great question, Shalini. And I think Mildred is one of those people that's, that, you know, you have a very hard time bringing change to because this whole time she's been a consistent character without um, any character development or, like, she's not... she's not willing to listen to her own husband so I think it will be Mildred is a very tough character to you know I don't know I have mixed feelings of whether she will or will not change um yeah I think my opinion on this is that perhaps since Mildred believes in her tv family more than she does anyone else if her tv family end up like asking her like let's say that they make an episode where, like, her so-called family in the TV, if they ask her to make a change, they just might be able to win over her because she believes in them more than anything. So sometimes the fastest way to get a person to change is to do it through a thing that they enjoy or like or are passionate about the most. So that's uh, my thoughts on that. And we are out of time. So, yeah, thanks for listening to our discussion. Yep. So Sherry asks us the question that we both mentioned that Beatty might actually know something about the past that the rest of the characters didn't know since he seems older and wiser. She asks if, if we think that this will become a bigger plot point later down the road, and if so, what specific piece of information do we think someone only like him would know about? Um, I think that's a great question, and uh, I think that um, Beatty will be a bigger plot point later and like maybe part three because I think we'll see what you know BD's past maybe and what he knows and I think something that a person like only BD would know would be like how world was maybe before this whole dystopian before you know people started burning books and how the world was as we know it um what do you think Shalini yeah I agree I also think that BD's perspective will give Montag an insight on how the world used to work. So this can give Montag an idea on how the current society could be better and how he can help his society improve if that's what he decides to do later on. Thanks for sharing your question, Sherry. I hope that you enjoyed listening to our Read Before Burns podcast. And hope you join us again next time to listen to more of our thoughts on what happens next in the book. Once again, I'm Shalini. And I'm Nishita. Thanks for listening.